It's NFL Week 15, and we're taking a look at FanDuel. This is your FanDuel Week 15 first look where we take a look through the matchups. We're going to go through each game. We're going to take a look at the position groups and figure out who we're going to be interested in at least this week, and we'll put together a little early preliminary first look lineup. Um, really important to note that Week 15 is crazy. We've got, of course, our usual Thursday game. We've got a three-gamer on Saturday, uh, a Big Ten game slate on Sunday, just lots and lots of football, Monday Night Football. All of that Sunday night. So lots and lots of football action this week. We're going to be bringing all of that to you here in the DFS Army channel. We will have a breakdown for the three-game slate. We're going to have the big tournament tactic show for the four-gamer. we got everything covered. we just got to figure out the cadence for it and all of that. But let's get into this Sunday main slate. And before I kind of look at the player groups, I just want to take a brief look at some of these matchups to consider. And this will help you in with your fantasy football decisions. It is week one of the playoffs for most people. So we'll hopefully get a little bit of uh, clarity on which players to start in your fantasy leagues as well. But let's get right into it here. And the first game we have is the Bears at the Browns. And man, it's a tough spot for Chicago's offense, who have been an offense we've been targeting like crazy. We crushed it with DJ Moore last week, a core play. Had a ton of him. Um, the, the wide receivers just really worked for us last week. So this week it'll probably be the running backs. Like switch. We'll, we could just put it all together. That'd be amazing. But I don't know that I really want to get too down with the Bears at Cleveland. Any players from that team, really not a good spot for them. Cleveland side, I think um, their defense, Joe Flacco, you know, David Njoku and, and Amari Cooper, all, all, all playable, all good spots. So we'll keep an eye on this game. But the 37.5 point total keeps the interest very limited. All right, next up we've got the Falcons at the Panthers and you know, the Panthers, uh, this is a 35 point total, really gross, a gross game, not a good one um, to target. I don't want anything to do with the Panthers. Maybe their defense at home as a cheap defense option against Des Ritter. Des Ritter is not very good, but on the Packers side or on the Falcons side, you know, B. John Robinson, okay spot. Uh, it's been good to run on the Panthers. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Next up here, we've got the Bucks at the Packers. And, you know, we've been targeting this Bucks defense with pass catchers against them all season long. I think we go right back to it here. So um, just love didn't have the best week last week. Uh, the Packers maybe lose uh, Wicks. So they're kind of down to just two pass catchers uh, unless Watson comes back, which will complicate things. But they have fewer pass catchers available to them. So might have some interest in some of those guys. And maybe a little. Uh, I Actually, Jordan Love is not going to be interesting for me on FanDuel. He's too he's too expensive. They price him ridiculous here on FanDuel. But maybe a DraftKings play. We're talking FanDuel here, so forget that. Fuck Jordan Love. At least on FanDuel. Even though I'm rocking the Packers, the FS Army hat. But YOLO. Um, Chiefs at the Patriots. Patriots are a disaster right now. Belichick rumors of him leaving at the end of the season. How do you like that? Who would have thought that's even possible? You know, it's not a great team total for KC. Could be a sneaky spot for them, but they're all going to be priced up pretty high. So 23 and a half point team total for them. Not the best um, considering Mahomes has been pretty bad this year. I don't know. That's not a game where it stands out to me where I, I don't think it's going to be competitive at all. Texans at the Titans. Texans likely to be without CJ Stroud, which is unfortunate because this would have been a game to load up on the Texans offense. If Stroud plays and if by some miracle he does come back and play, I think you get like super low owned CJ Stroud and pass catching weapons, which would be great because the Titans are another team you want to attack with opposing offenses, but not with Davis Mills at QB. I, I can't do it on the flip side. I think on the Titans, 
Uh, Derrick Henry's in play again. He's probably, this is one of those spots. Whenever the Titans can keep a game slow and low scoring, you know, that's when Henry gets his two touchdowns. So that could happen here for sure. Giants at the Saints. Tommy D, my boy. Tommy Cutlets is going down to New Orleans. Have a little, have a little, uh, that Cajun New Orleans cooking. You know, I really want to look at Tommy DeVito and just, I mean, he put up a good number on Monday night. He's, he's not looking too bad. All right, there it is. So a lot of it's done via the rush. And I think that's an important thing to keep in mind, right? This kid is running quite a bit. He's not doing it that well, but he is running. He's super cheap. And you know, I'm really not interested, but would it blow my mind if he got like a, an 18 or a 22 or ran for a touchdown? I don't think it's out of the realm that he can have an okay day. On a slate like this one with so few potential games, maybe that's something of interest. Uh, flip side of that game, Saints Saints offense, you know, uh, usual suspects, I guess. I think Derek Carr will be back, which kind of ruins them. There's not much to like here. Jets at the Dolphins, you know, from what I saw of Tyreek Hill, I, I, you know, it seems like his knee looked a little gimpy, obviously came out of the game on Monday night. Will he be fully back to normal? Will, uh, basically, Tua looks bad without Tyree Kill and looks great when Tyree Kill is in the game doing his thing. So I think Tyree Kill's got that upside. I don't think it matters. The Jets have good, you know, has have really good corners. If if Hill is coming in fully healthy, he's good. But he's so expensive that unless he puts up like a 35, it's not worth playing him. So this probably isn't a spot to attack. The Jets defense is quite good at stopping the pass. Um, it's actually probably more of a good game to attack running backs, but generally I just don't like to use too many people against the Jets. On the side, on the Jets, yeah, terrible team total, but you know, Zach Milfson looked a little better last week than he's looked. And can he have another week where he doesn't look terrible? I don't know. I think if he could play competent at all, Brees Hall and, and Garrett Wilson are always interesting. 49ers at the Cardinals. Now, here we get to the part of the games that have some decent totals, right? Everything else is 41 and below, and these are gross. But here we've got a 47-pointer, uh, 47.5-point total. Uh, 49ers have a 30.5-point team total. That's a monster team total. What that tells you is they're going to score touchdowns in this game, and plenty of them. Where will they go? Hard to know. Is it going to be Debo Samuel, who's done it the past couple of weeks? Is it going to go all the way back to Christian McCaffrey, two-touchdown game that he has in him every single week, two or three touchdowns, potentially? So... Tough to know, but it's an easy matchup for the 49ers, and they should put up points here. So all of their pieces are going to be of interest uh, to a certain extent. I do not expect a competitive game. Next here, um, this one's really interesting, and the second highest team total on the slate is a shocking total for the Rams. 27 and three-quarter point team total. That's a high number. Okay, Washington is a very bad defense. They people just teams have their way with Washington and, and of course the Rams being at home. So let's talk about some of the pieces on the Rams that could do well here, because this is a game where you might get some pieces that aren't as expensive that are a little more reasonable. And we're talking Kyron Williams, one of the best running back plays on the slate correctly. Get 90 plus percent of the touches. He's good. He catches passes. Kyron Williams does everything. Then of course, Puka Cooper cup, Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is priced down massively on 
FanDuel, especially compared to DraftKings this week. So we've got to keep in mind, I haven't played much Matt Stafford this year, but maybe this is that spot. And then finally, the game of the week. The Cowboys hit the road to take on the Bills. This one is a close game with the Bills coming in as uh, looks like two and a half point home favorites. The total set at 50 and a half. So it's the only 50 pointer on the slate. Rihanna, Rihanna, what do you think about it? Let me know. Uh oh. Boner alert. This is that game. This is the one that could produce a lot of fireworks. Now, the Dallas is a good defense. Don't get me wrong. Buffalo's got a pretty good defense, too. So both of those teams play defense well, but they're even better offenses. And I think the offenses outshine the defenses in this one, and we get a high-scoring affair. Now, where do the points come from? We're going to have to figure that out. Every piece on both teams is priced really high. I told you guys this last week, and it did come true to a, to a certain extent. With, with Josh Allen, at this point, Diggs is so priced up, and, and Gabriel Davis has been mispriced all year, and now the tight end is kind of mispriced because Knox was out and Kincaid was doing a little bit more. So you've got effectively an entire team of mispriced pieces. And I think uh, last week you needed Josh Allen with James Cook. So he got it done, but with the lower cost running back. And, and I'm going to say this again. I think on the, on the bill side, you can once again kind of run some naked Josh Allen stacks, get a little Gabriel Davis in there, a little digs, but, but they're all overpriced. Um, the flip side is with Dallas. If you're going to play Dak Prescott, I almost think it's a must to have CeeDee Lamb in there. I, I just think those two are going to go together. If Dak is doing it, CeeDee Lamb's probably doing it. you got Ferguson, who's priced fine. You've got James Cook, uh, not James Cook, uh, Brandon Cooks, who is uh, doing okay last week. Uh, Michael Gallup got a touchdown. So there's a lot of weapons on the Cowboys as well that are of interest, but that's a game to pay attention to for sure this week. And I think it'll be a build-around game. Although, again... We'll see uh, the affordability of these players. So now that we've taken a look at these matchups, what I like to do is just take a look at FanDuel itself. We'll go position by position, and we'll come up with effectively a first-look lineup. I'm going to avoid the most obvious plays, but I want to keep it at least somewhat chalky on this approach. I don't actually know what the chalk's going to be. We don't have ownership projections this early in the week but what I think will be the more obvious spot. So we want to identify those now, and then we'll figure out what we're going to do when it's actually time to make these lineups. So for real, but let's start at the top here. So you've got Josh Allen priced at 9K with Dak coming in second overall at 8,600. Um, both of these, I think, are correctly the two highest priced QBs, but it is very restrictive to play, you know, a 9K quarterback on FanDuel, they have to absolutely smash in order to be worth doing this. So for Josh Allen to be worth 9K, let's take a look at his recent results. Yeah, it usually should be one out of four times that he hits a good enough number. So for him, it'd be 9, 18, 27, 30 points to make this salary worth level and a 40 pointer would be a smash. So of course, two weeks ago, we had the absolute smash and luckily, we were literally all in on Josh Allen in that game. So that was a really, really good week for us. If you guys were here following this channel, um, you did really well in uh, uh, two weeks ago uh, when when Allen took on the Eagles. But um, last week, the 21, not getting it done. The Jets game, 23, no, no, no. 
Yes, right? No, no, yes, yes. So just looking at the returns from Josh Allen, he's to get us our the three. I don't know why that's not working for me here. To get me the three X, yeah, there we go. To get us the three X that we need, it does happen. But again, it's about one every three or four games. I think this is one of those spots where he can get there. But just keep in mind, it's got to be in the 30s. Probably looking at somewhere close to 35 fantasy points to make it worthwhile. I think he can do it. Um, Dak is in an equally good spot. Um, less difficult defense in terms of Buffalo being slightly less good than Dallas. But, of course, Buffalo being at, at home. Purdy gets the, the QB spot for the highest total team on the slate. Um, Purdy's always, uh, yeah, he's been great this year, by the way, 20, probably better. Let's see average fantasy points per game. Let's see. Yeah. So he's at almost 20 per game. Josh Allen at closer to 25. A lot of this makes sense. Uh, Purdy has been better than Mahomes this year. How crazy is that? But Purdy, this game is just going to score a lot. It could be one of those times where, San Francisco so dominant, they don't really need the 30 points out of Purdy. So I'd be, I'm definitely not paying up this high for him. I think he's been having ceiling games and I think he'll come down from it. I think this is a game where um, Christian McCaffrey can shine. So I will be off of that. Jordan Love's just too overpriced on FanDuel, in my opinion, at 8K. I think it's just too much. I don't think he should be the same price as, you know, Pat Mahomes. I, I don't, I don't, I can't get on board with it, so I'm just not going to play him here. He's much cheaper, relatively speaking, on fan, on DraftKings. So if I needed Jordan Love exposure, I will get it on DraftKings. Um, Justin Fields, tough matchup. Sam Howell, interesting. He's been really good this year. Um, I don't think he's going to be one of these high-owned guys, and I think everybody's going to be on the opposite end of the spectrum for this game. So I have some interest in Sam Howell this week as sort of a contrarian play on the road. I mean, there are a lot of negatives on the road, tough defense, but... I'll have a little bit of interest there. Tua against the Jets is probably a no. Kyler against San Francisco is a no. And here we get to a really interesting one. And I think we're going to click this button here. I know it's crazy, but Matthew Stafford in the second highest total game for an offense. Now, he is. there's a lot of Kyron Williams gets all the touchdowns risk here. There's a little bit of non-competitive game risk. But I also think this game could be competitive. So I'm going to plug in, as crazy as this is, for the first look, Matthew Stafford. Who knew? Um, Joe Flacco, not that different of a play, quite honestly, than Matthew Stafford. He's been okay. Could get you 20, 6, 12, 18, 21. So, yeah, that'd be enough. If he needs about uh, a Joe Flacco, 7, 14, 21, he's about 21 to get you the 3X we need on, on FanDuel. I think you do it. Um, not my favorite. Des Ritter, again, not my favorite, but, hey, he did it last week in a great matchup, so you never know. Um, I really don't use Baker Mayfield very often, so the rest of these guys are pretty turdly. Tommy D, Tommy D at 6,600. I'm so interested. I really want to do it. I'll have some Tommy D lineups on FanDuel just because of the price. At 6,600, he does not need to do much. Um, you know, this 22 would have been enough. This 17 is probably okay. He needs to run for a touchdown, and he'll get you there. If he gets, you know, what is it, 66? You're talking... 7, 14, 6, 12, 18, 19, 5, about 20 fantasy points is what we need. But the nice thing is he only gets like a 17. All right. You don't have to do that much. No one else really of interest for me here. I mean, I, Bailey Zapp all the way down here, tough matchup. Bryce Young is terrible. It's just gross. 
it gets really bad. So um, that's about it for me. We're gonna we're gonna plug in Matthew Stafford. How crazy is that? Um, all right, let's take a look at the running back position on FanDuel NFL Week 15 main slate. Let me know, by the way, which which the quarterback that you're going with. Who do you think? Your first look as you're just going over the salaries and the pricing on on FanDuel this week. Who are you like? You know what? This guy's popping for me. I'm gonna stack me some blank. And I'm going to stack him with blank. Drop that in the comments. Let me know who you're interested in on this first look. And as we do the running back situation, I'll say the same. Do you agree with kind of some of these takes I'm saying? Let me know. Um, but let's let's get started at the very top. And I think Christian McCaffrey is a spectacular play this week. Spectacular. But the 10-5 price point makes it, you know, unaffordable. So probably not going to be able to get that into this lineup right now. But I love Christian McCaffrey, and I do think he has two to three touchdown upside. Um, second best guy is the second most expensive. Kyron Williams, great. I mean, the the coveted 32 opponent. Everything about the Kyron Williams spot, all the targets, the, the matchup, everything is great. The price point at 9,600 is so high. That he, 9, 18, 27, 28, 20. He's about 30 points. Now, he's averaging 20, 19. Let's see what he's done in the last few games. He needs 30. So he got a 35, he got a 26, which was close. So there's been one game so far this year where it's like, yeah, okay, I'm glad I played him at 9,500. Here's the second game where you're like, eh, it didn't hurt me. It was fine. Yeah, I think that second one, so I'd say he's had two games so far this year out of, let's see how many full games, one, two, three, four, five, six, and then seven, eight, nine. So two out of nine, so it's about 25% of the time he's hitting the right ratio. It's more like 21%, but, you know, he's at that ratio of hitting the ceiling. He's priced kind of correct, I would say. Alvin Kamara, 8,900 against the Giants. Um, yeah, he's been getting it done, too. But, but again, it's a little pricey. I like the spot, a little expensive, similar with Bijan. All these guys, it's going to be hard to afford any of these guys, but I like them all. Bijan's good, great matchup. Devon, HN, um, I don't know about this price for this player. Probably going to be off of that. Where's Mostert? Yeah, him and Mostert just like, how do you choose? It's a tough one. Um, Derrick Henry is in a great situation. This is one of the classic Derrick Henry multiple touchdown spots. I will try to get Derrick Henry in lineups this week. I think it's a great, great spot for him. Um, Saquon Barkley's not bad. Um, he's getting all the touches as well. Um, it looked great on, on Monday in that game, but, but the giants really need to be competitive for Saquon to be in there. So I like him. Rashad White's fine. Brees Hall's fine. Good spot. Um, James Cook sort of GPP upside in that game. Here's Tony Pollard, man. He is priced down. Uh, what happened? TP Tony Pate getting lots of targets. I mean, he's getting all the work, so I'll keep him in the mix. I, I like that game and getting any, any exposure to that game is probably a good thing. There's Chuba at, at 6,700 is a little crazy. Brian Robinson Jr. is somebody I'm keeping an eye on. Um, I don't really like him in this spot, but it's just somebody to keep an eye on. Um, if he's healthy, it really just ruins Antonio Gibson. That's more why I'm watching him. I'm interested in Gibson a little bit. But let us let me just see if there are there any bargains here. We got Jerome Ford, uh, Q tag. You know what? If he's out... If he's out, I guess I'd have some interest in Hunt. So we'll keep an eye on him. Um, Aaron Jones, no. A.J. Dillon, maybe if Aaron Jones was out again, but I don't think he will be. Uh, Dante Foreman, 
no, 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 no. So it does look like we're going to have to pull players from the 7K and up range at running back. So we're going to have to hang around in this zone. That's going to be challenging. I am just not, again, if you guys are seeing anybody here below, you know, in this zone, I guess AJ Dillon, maybe if Jones didn't play, I'd have a little bit of interest there. You know, Connor at, at San Francisco does not pop for me. Um, Ramondre, no. Devin Singletary is not interesting. Uh, you know, maybe my eyes aren't seeing anybody here, but I'm not seeing nothing. I'm not seeing anything down here. So Chandler's not on the slate. So, yeah, we're going to have to, uh, and Chuba's a little too expensive. So we're going to have to live in this sort of slightly more expensive zone of running backs, and that's okay. Um, let's plug a couple of these guys in and, and see if we can make it work. Um, again, I, I really like Kyron Williams, but I don't think that's a great pairing with Matthew Stafford. So I'm going to go with Derrick Henry and let's put him in there with, let's go with Brees Hall. Could be Rashad White. It's kind of no difference for me. I think Tony Pollard is acceptable. Like I said, any of this group, Kyron Williams. So we'll see who we can afford as we, as we put this lineup together, but, um, let's jump over to defense here. I do like to get a sense of how much we have left per player as we build a lineup together. So this is usually the way I like to do it. Um, what do you think of these running backs though? Um, did you, who, who do you like at the running back position? And again, square it up with relative to their salary. Of course I like Christian McCaffrey. Of course I like Kyron Williams, but they're expensive. And so you have to make sacrifices. Um, but I like those guys that, oops, what did I do? That was weird. Let's go back to this. Hopefully that hopefully that lineup will load back up as I jump back into it. I think I clicked a, a bad button there. Damn you, FanDuel. Look how it does it. Of course, now it's on the Thursday night special. I feel like that kid from the meme. You ever see that meme where the kid's like, That's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling like that meme kid. Um, all right, so here we are. We're back. And um, we're going to take a look at the defenses, right? So let's scroll down. And for defense, I'm always trying to find the cheapest viable early in the week. After that, we, we can we can hone it in. But I think the cheapest viable, and there's a couple that, that sort of have me interested. I like the Jets a little bit. But I'm going to go with the Panthers at... 3,300 at home, taking on a, a Falcons team where I don't think Des Ritter is very good. I don't think Bryce Young is good, but I don't think Des Ritter is good either. So um, I'll take on a um, not that good QB with our defense for now. Hopefully it's cheap enough that we can upgrade some spots later on, but just kind of looking over all the defenses. Um, again, the Jets down here is, I think, acceptable. Um, Bucks on the road, not bad. They've put up some good numbers defensively. This year, um, the Bills at home, I think, is not the worst play in the world. Uh, I think you play Houston, definitely could play some Houston at Tennessee. Will Levis, not very good. So um, we want to attack young QBs, for example, inexperienced QBs, people, you know, games where there'll be an interception. So it's not necessarily just about, like, what is the greatest defense? So, yeah, I don't mind Houston here. Dallas, fine. Um, even Chicago Bears against Flacco, like Flacco's not very good. So a lot of these defenses are very playable. The Rams, yeah, I would do that. The Titans, uh, the Titans at home against Davis Mills, sure. 
Brown's always good. So yeah, a lot of good spots. The Falcons, uh, almost every defense as we get up a little bit higher in the price level, it's kind of in play outside of some of the, the cost of them. Even, you know, Kansas City against Bailey Zapp, sure. A lot of, lot of viable defenses this week. Uh, but we're going to just go with the cheapest one because salaries mean something in this, in this uh, format. Um, all right. We have a Stafford-led lineup. So the first thing I want to do is look at potential stacks, and I'm going to go with Cooper Cup to pair with Matthew Stafford in this one. It could be Puka Nakua. There's also a cheap tight end that they have, uh, Allen. Like, I forget the first name, but there's a lot of ways to go. I like Cooper Cup. Um, I will say this. There's an argument to be made for just, like, making sure that you get CeeDee Lamb in every lineup this week. I don't think it's possible to do this and have both these expensive running backs, unless a unless a value running back emerges, some of this is going to be very tricky. It really is. So I don't I don't know about that, but anyway, I just I love CD Lamb, Stefan Diggs with Josh Allen, Debo Samuel has been getting it done the last few weeks with Purdy, and I think it's more of a Purdy play. Um, Mike Evans is fine. Um, DJ Moore probably no not not good for me this week. Ayuk, somebody I'd only really play with Brock Purdy. No to Collins. You know, Lave down here, not a touchdown scorer, um, so it's not my favorite. Eh, Hopkins, sure. Um, yeah, Mari Cooper with Flacco. There's some interesting spots here. You know, Jalen Waddle might, mm, nah, against the Jets, probably not. Garrett Wilson there. Drake London, we, we loaded up on Drake London last week. I think this is a less good spot for him. I'm going to be less interested. Terry McLaurin is the bring back. Terry McLaurin has not been very good either. Um, but I wouldn't mind getting a bring back on this Stafford stack. So we'll keep an eye on Curtis Samuel and where he's priced. There he is at uh, 6,300. I'd mentioned before some of these guys that are Packers wide receivers in this incredible matchup could be interesting as well. Here's Jaden Reed at 6,100, keeping an eye on him. Just getting a read of the land here. Jalen Hyatt at 5,400, Wandale. If we need a super super extreme punt and Mingo. Ugh, he's gross. Here's Wicks with the ankle. So, and there are some very inexpensive ones too, especially the pieces from the Chiefs. You know, if you wanted to go into these secondary Justin Watson types, I think Justin Watson got his chance and he blew it though. Let's see, is he getting targets now? Yeah, remember this? Remember when he got all the targets one week, nine, five. He got the nine target game. We're on that. And then he just dropped a bunch of them. This was the week where he dropped a bunch of passes and that was it. You know, they were like, all right, all right. We tried. He can't catch a pass. Not that good. Um, all right. So unfortunately, yeah, there aren't these very, uh, there, there's just not a lot of value that's popping here as you look through the slate. There aren't these plays that are like, oh, that's obviously mispriced. So that's a trouble. But I'm going to plug in Jaden Reed here at 6,100. I like the matchup against Tampa. This could be Dobbs. Honestly, there's no real difference to me, Dobbs and Reed, other than a couple hundred in savings. So they're both good plays, um, and they're both kind of priced really acceptably. So I'm just going to go with Reed, but if you, it doesn't matter to me. Him and Dobbs are the same kind of thing. Also, I also am liking Rishi Rice a little bit. I'm, I'm a little worried about that game not being competitive, but look at the targets the last three games, 10, 9, and 10. 
I love that volume here at 6,500. So I'm going to grab Rishi Rice here and plug him in. And let's jump over to uh, the tight end position and see how we're going to close this thing out. So let's see. We've got Washington Rams. There's nothing really I want to build around that game at the tight end position. So let's just kind of roll through it. And McBride, not great here. Um, David Njoku, I, I do like at this price. I definitely like uh, Ferguson as part of that uh, explosive game. Where's Kincaid? And he's down here. He's got a shoulder. Let's see what the deal is with that. Is he going to play? Bills and walk through limited shoulder tightness, thumb injury. Okay, whatever. So he's got he's a little banged up. I guess we'll go with Ferguson, but I, again, Kincaid to me same shit. I could could have gone either way. Um, last spot for the flex. Kind of builds itself. I do like to only use... So I'm going to point out something here about FanDuel. And you guys tell me how you do it. FanDuel very much favors touchdowns. And if you look at sportsbook odds for, for players to score a touchdown, you'll see that running backs are always massively higher than wide receivers. As a matter of fact, like on average, you know, your average running back is going to be somewhere between the, the bad ones that don't get a lot of scores are like plus 150. And the best ones are like minus 150 or so. Like, it wouldn't shock me if Derrick Henry's like minus 140 to score a touchdown this week, right? Or Kyron Williams. It's You're going to be giving, you're, you're going to pay extra, you're going to pay some juice to bet that. The wide receivers just are like plus 180, the best ones. And then they go to plus 220, plus 350. So it's just much more likely for running backs to get touchdowns. So I always play three running backs on FanDuel. And I'm just going to plug in Tony Pollard here. He's part of that game that I'm excited to target. Um, if we went with, again, an alternative here would be if we went with, instead of Ferguson, if we went down to Kincaid, I might be able to afford a different running back than Pollard. But I think Pollard's fine. He's part of a game that I'm excited to target anyway. Yeah, not really. Like It gets you to cook. So it doesn't really do much. I don't know if Pacheco's playing. I, I would have interest in Pacheco if he was playing. But I think we just plug in Pollard. We stick with Ferguson. And we call it a first look lineup now this doesn't have a ton of correlation but i just didn't like the pieces as much from washington to bring it back like terry mclaurin just not that good this year so i don't think you need to do it so we've got stafford to cup as a stack two solid running backs each with uh, uh three solid running backs i guess if you consider tony palsa tony has been doing it last few weeks and i think he'll be low owned i think people are going to target that game through cd lamb and dax so maybe this will be an interesting way it's not a great matchup bills are a good defensive team uh against the run but i don't care can't afford anybody else it's who's left and then um jake ferguson at tight end who i like uh Rishi rice again if if hopefully value will present itself as the week goes on so that's a lot of what the research is going to go into this week for me is trying to find some spots where you can get you know a wide receiver healthily under 6k where we feel good about it Right. Um, at this moment, at this glance, nothing's really popping for me. And go back to Juan Dale. That's more of a of a DraftKings type play. So so nothing's really popping for me. So we have to kind of build this middling approach. Maybe some value will turn itself up over the course of the week. Who knows? We'll be researching it. Who do you like? Do you have you identified any value pieces this week? Let me know. Hit me in the comments. I will always read all of your comments. I appreciate it. Um, if you're enjoying this content, kindly 
hit that like button. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. We'll see you next time.